0: My beautiful brethren, welcome to the ILG and our show, Ruse with Ruby, now currently hosted above the underground, no longer in the Baltimore basement. So maybe today, it sounds like rhymes or verse, though I'm no poet. But remember, all we do here is light work, folks. No sponsors on the show, maybe an occasional shout out though. Well, by gosh dingies, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I should say, I may have to reformat around that introduction statement now that I'm no longer under the underground. I feel like our current introduction statement still missing some pizzazz here and there. So I'll think about redoing that at some point, I guess. But anyway, let's get on to the noteworthy news, folks, because up on the noteworthy news today, we do have a few items for you, specifically about three of them. First one that we're going to talk about here is just mentioning that it's another month coming up on Wednesday. So yes, this is the last Tuesday of April, and as they say, April showers bring May flowers. Although I feel like overall there weren't too many showers, but I hope there are a lot of flowers. Because who doesn't like a good flower, right? But our second point on the noteworthy news here is the China trade deal that the U.S. is potentially trying to work out with China. I've mentioned it a few times on the show, and I guess I... Should probably mention the deals one more time because, hopefully, this time's the charm in that I don't believe there's been much progress on the first few rounds of trade deals, but this Tuesday, apparently there's going to be some more between the U.S. and China. Now, the people who are going to hopefully try to make these deals are working on behalf of the Trump administration, and include Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin. Or, Mnuchin, sorry about that, Stephen, if I got your name incorrect there, but hopefully these negotiators can make some progress here on this round of trade talks. But we'll see, I suppose. And finally, our third. Note on the noteworthy news today is a mentioning of, of course, the continuation of Game of Thrones' final season. Now, we'll talk a bit more about Game of Thrones Episode 3 in Art of the Week, but I might as well mention the main aspect of the episode, which was, yes, the Battle of Winterfell versus the White Walkers and the Whites. White. Um, I've heard mixed reviews, and personally I'll give you my own review as being not bad, pretty good, but I guess it felt a bit rushed. And I did read a tweet by my cousin that mentioned that night vision goggles would have probably been a good asset, equipped, when watching the episode, because... He did point out, and I'll admit as well, that the episode was quite dark in the backlighting that were provided on the visuals. But that's okay, because I believe it added a bit into theme. And speaking about themes, let's talk about our theme today, which is the far future, or the very far future. So we're going to talk a bit about the far future. Of all of us here, I guess, on planet Earth. And maybe Game of Thrones, probably not too much. I'm not sure what's going to happen in the far future of Game of Thrones. Hopefully, the season will wrap up well. But on to the ILG developments, and... About the developments today, I'll allude back to memo number 4.1 which basically says that, or suggests that art can potentially be used as something to portray or predict the future. Now, certainly not all art is about the future, and not all art that is about the future predicts the correct future, at least as it's occurred in the past, up to now. But but I definitely believe that there are some forms of art that are quite realistic in their reflection of society and are good predictors of the present as it unfolds in front of us. But the far future is something that I just wanted to men- mention briefly about. Even though I have kind of mentioned it here and there. I don't think I've provided all of my ideas on what it could be, and I'll just provide a few more on what I believe it could be. One being that, of course, as mentioned in 4.1, memo 4.1, God's gift could be delivered here on Earth. Now, if that were to happen, I believe all of our lives would change immensely. And I mentioned that I'm not 100% sure when it will happen, but I'm pretty sure humanity will get to that point of where we will be able to meet our creators with our own consciousnesses. And at that point, I believe most things here on Earth probably seem very different. And by different meaning, probably totally comprehensible or totally incomprehensible totally comprehensible, meaning, I guess, an ultimate or a higher level of consciousness where we could interact in real time with others based on just using our thoughts, not our words, but we could also potentially interact with everything, with just our thoughts or our feelings or really our soul. And that essentially our energy, or our snowball that is rolling through the ILG of the earth game, would turn into pure energy. And not any matter, I guess, would remain. And I guess this would sort of be like a afterlife on an afterlife in the physical realm. Merging together. We could also probably change times. And time. May appear as one thing. Or. Time could move. In different directions. But. Again. These are thoughts about the far far future. That. May not be very helpful I guess. To each and every one of us. Every day. Life as a human being. Currently speaking in. The society that we're living. So I guess in the nearer future, potentially, we could be on the verge of, I guess, awakening the techno-utopia, as mentioned by some people. And there are a lot of indicators about this. One being, I guess, washing machines. Yes, that was just my washing machine that went off. Or my drying machine, I'm not sure. But the other one being the many developments in technology that really are going on more exponentially faster than ever before today. in that our technology could be on the verge to potentially helping us to live lives that really lack in suffering at all and bring about a society where suffering is almost eliminated. Now, this is definitely optimistic to the maximum, but based on some things that are happening, it could be the case where that type of society may be around the corner. Now, it certainly also can be said, though, that not all technologies out there, especially when used in excess or in other abusive ways, that these technologies can become something that's unhealthy and maybe even feed suffering. But I believe there's other bits of suffering that hopefully can be eliminated. One of the anecdotes that I wanted to mention was the concept of the Internet being a collective nervous system. That all of us are feeding and learning from and developing. And that the internet is actually helping us to, is also helping us to further expand our consciousness and help people become, overall, on the whole, I think more aware people. And I think when people are more aware and are able to think for themselves, I guess, more, I think all of society benefits from that, but that could, again, just be me. But I believe that's enough about talking about the theory, so let's talk about a guideline for you folks. And the guideline that I'd like to mention today is home is what you make it, or home is where you make it but more along the lines of home is what you make it. A home is a special place, and I believe it's more than just a building, but it's an area that molds you as you mold it. And the way and how you influence your own home plays a role in altering both the time and space around you and also to other areas of your community or your greater, larger home that you're a part of. So, I suppose treating one's home with the utmost respect and by home I mean the smallest form of home maybe even your room is I feel is a very important thing to recognize for all of humanity. But I believe most people do understand these items as well. Even though some people tend to live at work or other places, keeping one's home tidy and in a condition that's respectable seems to be like a pretty solid idea. But again, this is a guideline that I hope most people out there listening agree with and hopefully have heard before. Okay, well, on to our word of the week, folks, and that is futurism based on our theme, and futurism is actually its own thing. It was mostly an artistic and social movement that originated back in Italy in the early 20th century. And from the wikis it says that it emphasized speed, technology, youth, violence, and objects, such as the car, the airplane, and the industrial city. Its key figures were also mostly Italians, but I believe there are parallel movements in Russia, England, Belgium, and elsewhere. Now, futurism, this artistic movement, is quite interesting to me. And though I don't condone the violence that I guess some of the movement emphasizes, I guess I suppose some of this violence is a reflection of humanity and real things that have transpired in the past and are transpiring today. But if you are interested in checking out an art movement, I'd recommend checking out Futurism. Which brings us on to the Art of the Week. Now this week on Art of the Week, we're going to talk a bit about Game of Thrones, just mention it briefly, but mostly ask a few questions and recommend a series, a mini-series on Netflix titled Love, Death, and Robots, and specifically the episode Ice Age. Now, this series overall was a bit too violent for me, I'd say, but the this episode was about a couple discovering a lost civilization in their freezer, which is a... Bit of a silly concept, but it's also pretty cool. And this couple tracks, this lost civilization from them developing in Neolithic-type times all the way up to the Industrial, all the way through what seemed to be a cyber and on to more and more advanced levels of stages until, finally, the civilization becomes just pure energy. I guess this little snippet of an episode, seem to come in lines with my prediction of the far future, or my my vision of the far future. But I guess I'd recommend it. And about Game of Thrones, all I can basically mention, because I don't want to give away too many spoilers, I suppose, folks, because not everybody watches Game of Thrones on the night it's released, but... All I should say is, don't lose hope to those few people out there who think Game of Thrones potentially could have a happy ending. I may be one of the very few people who think that Game of Thrones will have a happy ending. I hope it does, but I'm not sure. Maybe it doesn't deserve a happy ending. That'll be up to the show's creators, I suppose. But we'll see. On to things more happy, though, is our section of listening to love. And today in listening to love, I'm just going to briefly mention the art of toss. Specifically, tossing a baseball around. And this was brought up because I had my first baseball league practice with some old family friends this past weekend. And we threw around the ball and had some batting practice. But I just wanted to mention this activity as a nod of the hat to a friend who mentioned that he's played the game of tossing baseball, or tossing really any ball, with friends in the past in order to free the mind and better discuss big questions about the world and the universe overall. That really strung a chord with me in that that a few weeks ago I mentioned play and play being an important part of this world and how playing a game while conversing, or at least bringing up bigger topics, may make it easier on all of our minds while trying to really think deeply about these big things about the universe. Maybe I can implement some of these things in future shows of Roost with Ruby, potentially even doing a Roost with Ruby episode on the fly or a live episode here and there while playing the game of toss. But we'll see. Anyway, folks, we're on the last portion of the show, and that is the outro. And I should tell you, folks, to remember that to share is to care, right? So, if you do like the show, please feel free to share it with whomever you'd like to share it with. And I'm still awaiting feedback on, I guess, the theories from a few different professors out there and a few other people. But again, I'll keep you folks updated. And I should hopefully keep you guys updated on potentially hosting a philosophical-type meetup. Or at a group session of some sort, where we could speak about the ILG. Anyway though, folks, that's about all we got for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. I should say to you folks, remember, this is Roos with Ruby. I'm Josh Chirabelli, and I'm wishing you good morning, God bless, let's rest, and you're all the best.